So we started talking about the Chassid Rebbe Yekisil Lepler. So we, we mentioned he was a Chassid of the Alter Rebbe, that the Alter Rebbe mentioned that Ayn Hurd should never have an effect on him. Years later, Rebbe Yekisil Lepler heard the Mittler Rebbe's young Chassidim review his Maimarim very easily. And he was unable to understand them. Even after somebody repeated it for him many times. So immediately, he immediately traveled to the Mittler Rebbe. And during his echidus with the Mittler Rebbe, he, was, he said he's very sad about the fact that he, who had been with the Alter Rebbe for many years, couldn't understand his memoir easily. But these younger Hasidim, they're able to understand it no problem. And the Mittler Rebbe answered him, nothing can stand in the way of a person's desire. If you truly desire it, if anyone does, he can and will understand. So hearing these words, Rebbe Kusil immediately wrote a note to his family informing them that he's going to be staying in Lubavitch for an extended period of time. And he instructed his married children to take care of the business during his absence. And over the next few months, he trained himself to concentrate on a single idea of Hasidus for many hours at a time, and his efforts paid off. And, and Rabbi Kusil became one of the most knowledgeable Hasidim in Hasidus. And the Mittler Rebbe, who would write complete svarim for individual Hasidim, wrote the Sefer Imre Bina just for him, where some of the deepest concepts of Hasidus are explained at very great length over there. Anyways, so Rabbi Kusil Lepler, who also accepted the Rebbe Maharash as his Rebbe, uh, he wanted to say a story that happened that, that uh, made him accept the, 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 the Reb Marash. So the Hasidim of Reb Yikusil's town of Liepli, they refrained from informing him of the istalkus of the Rebbe de Tzemach They were afraid that the terrible news would have very harmful effects on his health, especially because he was very old. He was around 80 years old at this time. However, noticing that everyone's acting very, uh, like sad, walking around very sad, he realized after a few weeks later, it took him a few weeks to tchap, that the unthinkable had happened. And, and Taka, the shock and pain was tremendous. Rabbi Kusil cried a tremendous amount and, and, he, and he banged his hands against the wall in pain to the extent that some of the windows shattered and he said, how did you allow the Rebbe to be nostalgic? He was shouting at the Chassidim as if, you know, they could have stopped it. And after some time, he said, I have to go visit the Rebbe Zayel in Lubavitch. And Rebbe Kusil, because remember, the, the Tzemach Tzedek was the, the first Rebbe to be buried in Lubavitch. So uh, he arrives in Lubavitch, the beginning of year, three or four weeks after the Istalkus. And he then said as follows, the Rebbe, the Zayde, the Alter Rebbe, Ensure that the Chachma of, Chas, of Chabad should be revealed to the Chassidim. Additionally, he guided the Chassidim to serve Hashem with love. The Rebbe, the son, the middle Rebbe, ensure that the Bina of Chabad should be revealed to the Chassidim. Additionally, he guided the Chassidim to love, to, to serve Hashem with fear. The Rebbe, the Enikul, the grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek, ensure that the Das of Chabad should be revealed to the Hasidim. Additionally, he guided the Hasidim to develop an inner feeling 
in Chassidus. I will now go to the oil and ask the Rebbe, who is to be the Rebbe now? And Rabbi Kassil remained at the oil the entire day. And when he returned, everyone advised him to sit down and rest, eat something, right? Because you don't eat before you go to the oil. But he refused and said he gathered all the Rebbe's sons and he said, I will now repeat the mimer your father the Rebbe told me today. Must have been a very holy id. And when he finished, he approached each son individually and asked him to say his own mimer chassidus. And after listening very, like in a very strong way to each one, he turned to the Rebbe Maharash and he said, until now I called you by your first name because I looked at you as a colleague. I didn't look at you as a, you know, that you're higher than me. However, from now on, you are Rebbe. Put on a shrimal and say chassidus. And that was how the, the Rebbe Marash accepted the Nesias. Now, while the Maharil was aware of many of his younger brother's qualities, he also did not recognize the true extent of his brother's greatness, as showed by the following story. Was one Friday night, shortly after their father's histalkus, the Rebbe Marash said a mimer on the Pasuk, Ali Be'er Anullah. When uh, someone repeated the mimer to the Ma'aril, he dismissed it. He said, oh, my brother didn't add anything special. Meaning, he was saying that, like, I could have done a much better job. With this, when this comment was repeated to the Marash, he simply replied, if my brother wants to say his own mimer chassidus, let him say it here in, in, in Tati's room, right, in the Rebbe's room. And this way we'll both be able to hear exactly what the other is saying. So the Ma'aril agreed, and on Shabbos morning, he said a mimer on the same Pasuk. On Moitzah Shabbos, the Ma'arash said another mimer on that Pasuk. And the Ma'aril followed and said another mimer on the Pasuk on Sunday morning. Sunday evening, the Ma'arash said another mimer on that Pasuk. On Monday morning, the Ma'aril said another mimer on the Pasuk. Third time. And it goes without saying that each mimer added something new to what was being discussed. On Monday evening, the Maharaj said a fourth mimer on the Pasuk. And then the Maharil said another mimer on Tuesday morning. On Tuesday evening, the Maharaj said a fifth mimer on that Pasuk. And as the Maharil listened to the mimer, he looked at his brother in like, like, wow. And when he finished, the Maharil said, it wasn't you who just said that mimer. It was Tati, meaning Zemasadek, speaking through you and against my father, I'm not going to speak. That, I mean, I'm not going to go to say a fifth mimer, basically. And with these words, the Maril was basically saying that the Maharaj had the right to say his own mimarim, while the other brothers would continue to review their father's mimarim. So, to explain to the Maril and the rest of his brothers how he, the youngest of his father's sons, excelled over them all, so the Maharaj said, listen, I already told you on previous occasions but I'm older than you. You might be older than me with your own years, but I'm older than you with, with the Tati's years. I received from him all the additional powers that he acquired from the time you were born until mine. So that makes me older than you guys. At this point, all the brothers acknowledged that 
what, what the Maril had said and accepted the fact that the youngest brother was a Rebbe, especially as he had been instructed to say his own Maimarim during his father's lifetime, right? And then sit in the father's place in Shul. Nevertheless, they continued to say Maimarim and accept their own followers for Yechidus, just like they had done in their father's lifetime, right? So nothing changed. And their father indicated before his Estalkos that he wants this to continue. He wants the brothers to keep saying Maimarim and to take people in Yechidus and things like that. However, the vast majority of the Tzemach Tzedek's Hasidim are not in Lubavitch at the time, or, or like ever. Like, like most Hasidim don't live in Lubavitch, didn't live in Lubavitch. They lived all over the place. They had no idea that the Tzemach Tzedek instructed the Marash to be a successor. So as a result, the Tzemach Tzedek, who had hundreds of thousands of Hasidim, each Hasid just chose the son that they were closest to to be their Rebbe. Now, even though they were aware, to some extent, the stuff that was taking place in Lubavitch, um, even those who knew what was going on, they chose their own son. They chose the son that they thought would be the best one for them. Now, the reason for this was because it was understood from the Tzemach Sadek's will that all of his sons should say Hasidus and accept people in Yechidus. So although the Tzemach Tzedek said that the Marash Adavin in his place, the impression was that the other sons would also be the Rebbes and be supported, just like the Marash. Like, and it was only that the Marash was like a little bit above them. So he was like the main Rebbe, and they, but they were also Rebbes. Now over the course of many years, all the brothers would visit certain towns from time to time, right? The, the previous uh, many, many years before the Tzemach Tzedek Sistalkos. Reviewing their father's maimarim, accepting people in Yechidus, giving brachas. So, in general, the Hasidim of each area connected themselves to the son who would visit them the most, and they would accept him as Rebbe. Now, we said earlier, the son who traveled the most and basically interacted with the most Hasidim was the Maril. So, most of the Hasidim looked up to him and became his Hasidim. So, the Maril had the most Hasidim after the Tzemach Sadek Sistalkos. And this became evident. A few months after the Tzemach Sadek Sistalkus, when, and, and this bothered the Maril very much, against his wishes, his family brought him to their house in Kapust, where they established a new branch of Chabad Hasidus, right? Chabad Kapust, instead of Chabad Lubavitch. Now, as Rosh Hashanah approached, where's everyone going for Rosh Hashanah? Kapust, right? We're not going to Lubavitch, because most Hasidim accepted the Maril. So, there were, Hasidim who lived in Lubavitch, they traveled to Kapust for Rosh Hashanah to be with the Rebbe, their Rebbe. And there were very few Hasidim left in Lubavitch. Just watching and listening to the Maril's davening was very inspiring. And on Rosh Hashanah, his davening was very full of emotion. So after Yom Kippur, one of the Hasidim happily informed him, like, like as in to, like, to get back at his brother, his youngest brother. So one of his Hasidim went up to him, the Maril, and said, while hundreds of Hasidim came to Kapus, almost nobody went to Lubavitch. So although your younger brother is sitting in your father's place in Lubavitch, most Hasidim consider you to be the Rebbe. And hearing that very few Hasidim went to Lubavitch, and that this Hasid was trying to belittle the Rebbe Maharash, so this bothered the Maharil very much, to the extent that he became sick. When one of the Hasidim in Lubavitch, however, bemoaned the fact 
that many Hasidim went to couples. The Maharaj said, my father informed me that this would happen. And he also told me that it won't last long, as most of them will eventually return to Lubavitch. And Taka, this is what happened to everyone's tremendous sorrow and grief. The Maharaj was nostalgic one month later. In the beginning of Cheshvan, about seven months after his father. And many of his followers then came back to Lubavitch. Now, over the course of many years, almost all of them returned, um, as most of the Rebbe Maharaj's nephews became extremely close to him and kept up this connection with, uh, with the Rebbe Rashab, some even becoming his Hasidim. Hoping to keep the peace between the brothers, so the Rebbe Maharaj sent a letter of condolences like a Menachem Avel, to, 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 to be Menachem Avel, his brother's children, his brother's uh, family. Now, he also was sitting Shiva, right, for his brother, but, but they, they, they lost their father. And although he personally wanted them to return and settle in Lubavitch, um, he said he's not going to decide for them, and the decision, was, the decision was theirs. Now, they did not end up staying in Lubavitch. They did not return. They stayed in couples, so the, 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 the son of the... Maril, the Mogan Avis, or Sefer called Mogan Avis, that's why he's known as the Mogan Avis of Kapos. Uh, he, for, for, he was Rebbe in Kapos for many, many years. And we will continue tomorrow.